0: Hi, it's Ryan McKean, and I'm here to talk to you about personal injury claims in the age of COVID-19 in Connecticut. And I'm filming this on June 30th, um, so putting that date straight out there because things could change tomorrow, uh, next week, next month, next year for certain. Um, So the information I'm giving you may be dated by the time you watch it, but it's good for now. Um, And so I'm going to discuss, you know, five different things about how personal injury claims are changing. First, I'm gonna discuss how claims are happening. They're happening in different ways than they used to in the past. Um, The second thing I'm gonna talk a little bit about is the courts and how they've changed. The third thing I'm gonna talk to you about is treatment and our clients getting access to treatment and some of the things that we're seeing regarding treatment of personal injuries. The fourth thing I'm gonna to talk to you about is some changes that we have experienced with depositions and discovery in our litigation process during the age of COVID-19. And finally, I'm gonna to talk to you a little bit about how we work and how that's changed and how that may impact your claim. But first, let's talk about how claims are happening and what it is that, that, that we are seeing. Um, we are seeing an increase in drinking and driving claims, um, but they're happening differently. Bars are shut down. Um, traditionally, we would see a lot of accidents on Friday nights. Uh, people, you know, leaving work, going to the bar, getting in their car, uh, causing an accident on the way home. But that's obviously not happening. A lot of people, folks are working from home. Bars are closed. So what we're th- what we're seeing is people who are day drinking driving to a package store to go get more liquor and then causing crashes um, on their way to or from the liquor store. So we're starting to see drunk driving accidents happen earlier in the day. We're talking three, four, five, six o'clock um, when you know people have been in their homes drinking and are going out to get more alcohol. Um, what we're also seeing on the weekends is people um, deck drinking. Um, We've got the 4th of July coming up, uh, but a lot of folks um, are outside. They're meeting their friends outside. They're socially distancing around fires. They're consuming some beers and then they're getting in their car and driving. Um, So watch out for those things because they're happening and those things tend to happen at night um, but um, people who have been drinking all day, essentially tailgating, get in the car to go home. Um, we didn't used to see a lot of that. We would see it more around like you know Fourth of July, Memorial Day, Labor Day. But this is becoming an every weekend thing. So if you're on the roads, you know just be be real, real conscious of your surroundings. Um, you know uh, weekend nights, um, Friday nights, uh, with 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 people who have been maybe drinking outside all day with their friends. Surprisingly, um, you know, what we're seeing is uh, fewer dog bite cases. Um, and I think there are several reasons for that. Uh, one of the reasons being that um, you know, social distancing, people are observing distancing uh, from each other, not gathered in parks. Um, and another thing is, is what we would see with a lot of dog bites before would be young children going over a friend's house and you know what they do, they grab the dog's face. Um, And then the dog uh, bites them. So we are, you know, with people not being in each other's homes as much, we're seeing far fewer uh, dog bites. What we're also seeing in terms of car accidents is some real, real high speed crashes. Um, So I think with less traffic on the road, uh, people are going a little bit faster. And so when they're causing accidents on the highway, they're quite... Uh, severe accidents. We've seen some really, really bad ones um, involving high speeds um, on on highways. Frankly, and lastly, one of the things that we are seeing is mask-related claims. These are trip and falls in stores uh, where essentially the mask is obscuring folks from looking down, um, and they're tripping over displays. In some cases, getting quite, quite hurt. Um, so, stores, you know, if you're if you're watching this. You know, really think about how somebody might be interacting with your store while wearing a mask as they, they are required to do. So those displays that may have been fine in February, March are now hazardous uh, here at the end of June. This, this brings us to the second sort of segment here, which is the courts. Um, our courts are really not functioning super well. They're doing sort of the best they can, which means that we can e-file cases so we can initiate new cases. Um, they're now working on the papers, um, and they are taking, um, they are taking, uh, claims on, um, on the papers. I'm sorry, just had a little technical glitch there, but get right back to it. They're taking claims, uh, on the papers, uh, so so business is moving. They're doing uh, pre-trials uh, through Zoom. Um, frankly, they're not that effective because insurance companies are, you know, they're using their delay, deny, defend tactics, and basically not having any authority or minimal authority at all. You know, I hope that that changes. I hope the courts give us uh, a few more tools like uh, expanded offers of compromise perhaps forced bench trials, which uh, the insurance companies then have to uh, appeal. Because um, realistically, like I don't think we're going to get juries until we get a vaccine. And that could be months or years from now. And then when we get it, there's going to be a backlog of claims because business has not been moved for that period of time. So realistically, the courts need to give lawyers and people who have been hurt more tools because justice delayed is justice denied. And um, that's really what the insurance companies are doing. Um, There are no uh, trials. Traditionally, many of our cases would settle at or near a a trial date. Um, There are no civil jury trials. And again, we don't expect them uh, for quite some time. So so the answer is basically the courts are functioning somewhat. and, uh, you should be, you know, speaking to a lawyer, how that may impact, uh, your case. Um, the third thing is treatment. Unfortunately, um, by and large, many of our clients have been able to get treatment as usual. Now COVID has impacted them some ways. Um, but not, um, not as much as we feared initially. Um, sometimes in New York city, we have clients who are treating down there. Um, it is much harder to get appointments for, um, for, for non-COVID-related things. Um, and it's really important that if you're unable to, you know, see a doctor because of COVID, um, that you, you discuss that with them. You maybe try some telemedicine. Uh, you make notes that the office was closed. Because as your claim progresses, um, you know, eventually COVID will go away. And, and at some point, people will have forgotten about it. As, as crazy as that seems right now, that's what that's will happen. And the insurance company will just say, you know, you weren't hurt because you didn't treat. Um, so you really wanna talk to your doctor um, and see uh, if, you can't, you know, if, if, if you can't make notation of your treatment being impacted by COVID because I think it has a long-term impact on your case. Our fourth segment here is discovery. Um, we are seeing, uh, fortunately, a rise in remote depositions um, and um, the ability to, to do things via Zoom um, so cases are progressing our, we are able to take depositions. our clients are able to be deposed we are able to e notarize discovery um, all of which I think makes it a lot better for our clients who don't have to take you know days off from work and travel uh, they can um, you know sit behind their computer answer questions and uh, by all accounts it's been working uh, working pretty well. Um, there's always some technical glitch a little bit, but in person there's also glitches so um, by and large cases in litigation are able to be moved, uh, through, uh, through some of the discovery. Um, we are also seeing more and more, um, mediations and arbitrations happen via zoom, which is also very good for our clients who, you know, don't have to travel to a place, park in a garage, um, you know, uh, find, find an office, um, they're able to do it from, you know wherever they're working, uh, their, their kitchen, um, their their spare bedroom, um, where, wherever they are. So um, the mediation and arbitration and those things are, are happening and progressing. Number five, and the last thing I wanna talk about is really how we work. Um, and it, it really has not changed a lot. We are still very communicative. We are e-signing, our people have access to phones. Um, and, and, and truly, aside from not coming in the office, Um, you, you would never, there'd be no difference in experience for our clients, um, now than there was in, in say January of this year. Um, so, you know, in, in that respect, um, as, as, as somebody who may be hurt, um, I think it's, uh, I think it's, it's good to know that, you know, our firm and I know others out there have really, um, embraced and implemented technology over years that allows, um, allows, you to be served in a way um, that um, really has no impact on your life. So, you know, we're working at full speed and I know other firms are, um, a lot of lawyers I speak with are, you know, are are very busy during this time. Uh, Lots and lots and lots of calls, lots of Zoom meetings, um, text messages, um, those kinds of things. So. That's all I have for today. And, um, yeah, this is uh, COVID-19 how it's impacting Connecticut personal injury claims, uh, here, uh, as I sit here today on uh, the end of June, uh, 2020. Um, I hope, um, you out there are well and doing well, um, and have a good 4th of July. Thank you.